Welcome back to another episode of Weeb Weekly, an anime podcast diving into all the news you need to know from the weeby world and perhaps slightly beyond. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Reese, and I'm joined as always by the man with a million figurines, Steve the Save Point cosplayer. Man with a million costumes, now with Halloween coming up, I'll have to pick my outfit for Halloween for Halloween up? party. I've never seen you dress up it's, for Halloween. It's true. Think, it's true. Uh, it's really weird as a cosplayer, like... I play plenty of costumes, but to go to a costume party, it's like, yeah, I'm going to be this obscure character to you. They have no idea. Um, actually, may um, I'm going to go to Alex's uh, party with Callie, and we may do the trial run of Joker and uh, Kasumi. You haven't even played Persona Five Royal. You, it's figure. true. It's true. You I have to. Uh, Callie's still getting through it. I think she's on. No, oh, she's been playing it. Yeah, th- she's. I nice, think she nice. finished the first palace. Oh God! I mean, she's played the game. I mean, obviously, <laughs> right, she, right, she, right. She... But in in terms of the new content, so far away. Yeah, Kasumi. I think like so uh, far away. It, it does appear, but not not that much. Does she get better? She's around. Does she get better? Oh, I, I I love her. Okay. I love Kasumi. Okay, right now, uh, apparently the her consensus back's... is like a little hot, a little, a little cold right now. But it's it's. Oh, I love her. She's probably you probably only seen her like once. At, the game at gets point. good fifty hours in, everyone. <laughs> well, she gets threaded throughout, but the game is more or less. It's much like Persona Four Golden. The game's pretty much the same until the until the end. Okay. But the ending is oh, the new content is so so good, oh. and I love the other new characters. Like I love Maruki. Maruki's so so cool. Such a cool character. Well, Joe, we'll get to it in a minute, but you know what I'm playing. Yes, I do. How's it going? Where are you? What year are you in? Thirteen. Se- well, I mean, that's a big question. What year am I in? Uh, let's see. The latest thing I saw was the head of the S- SIU, which is a Japanese secret police or whatever, um, or men in black, essentially their equivalent. 2065, talking about it, you know, because the game is set up where it takes place in different time periods. So your main periods is 1944, 1985, 2025, and I guess 2065 are the main ones. So I am about 25% in every single character story. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. it, it's, okay. it's hard to judge. Like, where I, did, I completed the entire first combat uh, mm-hmm. chapter, I guess you could sure. say. Sure. With all our S ranks that. Not really a big feat. I know that sounds impressive, everyone. It is not. <laughs> it is not. It's pretty easy. And then like, oh, don't get the dam, go and get the city damage below ninety percent. I'm like, buddy, it even dipped below ninety nine point five percent. I'm perfectly fine. It's not a challenge. <laughs> uh, you you're still liking it though. You're still digging it. I uh, I I am liking it. The it is a downside. Of this game. It is not a game you can play while listening to a podcast. <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, it is like you said. It's it's essentially a visual novel. It so. is a visual novel game. It, it with sometimes you're doing some combat. Um, 
it does take you definitely cannot drop this game and come back to it much later because you, you definitely have to keep on it because there are so many interconnecting dialogues so many different points in time travel now you have to kind of like piece it together be like oh that was happening at that point oh i understand uh and also just you know the nature of being able to repeat different areas to get a different timeline track on each character's backstory you gotta remember what to do like you gotta eavesdrop on that conversation sometimes you gotta follow Amaguchi to his uh residence sometimes you gotta say hell no i don't want to see this rich boy's house yeah you gotta make those different decisions i love it love those branching paths so good so good what else you been up to joe i i did finish Fain up higher princess I'm going to spoil Terry ter- territory here now. I was really hot on this anime. The ending is just a complete mess of trying to put, tug the heartstrings on something that doesn't deserve it. Because the show ended Damn. in 12 episodes. Wow. Show ends in, there's no season two. There's 12 episodes. Well, but not. they try to set up a very touching, sad ending. And... I don't feel like it's earned, you know, because they're truly, really trying to get you to be sad. Essentially, how do you think this story started off? She's like a princess, but someone is like maybe going to try and kill her. So she runs off and joins these pirate people. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you be surprised if I told you it ends up with Faina? Obviously, this is all spoiler territory, friends. Faina being a reincarnated car incarnated maiden who is given the ultimate power of life and death over the entire universe to either restart humanity or to um have it continue on with no possibly no hope of succeeding and that she is given this ultimate choice at the end of her journey uh because you know bloodline or whatever and whatever cho- choice she makes is a mocking villain choice where she's like essentially either a she kills off everyone in the world and um only herself and yukimaru are uh survive which is like what i mean it's the the boy he lo- she loves but like the sacrifice of everyone else in the world uh or she chooses for humanity to continue on its sinful ways. Maybe they'll get better. Who knows? And that she would be erased. Essentially, her mind's erased or something. And I guess to give humanity a second pass, but she will forget everyone she's ever loved and known. She chooses the second option. And a very touching scene where she is going to be losing her memories. Yukimaru says she doesn't have to do this. She does it anyway. She turns into some type of ethereal type of being or spirit or whatever goes away, and I'm like, you can tell this is there's they are breaking out the orchestra, the strings, they're trying to do the final kiss type of thing, and I'm like, it's not earned, but guys, it's not earned. Twelve F, you rammed it up to here. Somehow you threw in Eden, the Ark, Joan of Ark in here too. You threw in a lot of magical, mystical stuff. Our main villain turned out to be maybe on the same uh he maybe he was presented with the same option which i thought was interesting where you you have our main uh villain uh uh abel captain uh abel where he um 
is always been trying to find Yuki, Yuki, uh, Fena's, uh, mother, who he loved. And it looks like she was also the same type of maiden, so maybe she made the same choice. But to continue humanity, forgot about everyone, so he's been trying to get back to the same spot to maybe use that power to bring her back. But uh, it's rushed way too fast. You really don't get to latch onto it. And, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it just ends very fast, and I will not watch the show again. <laughs> wow. There you go. There you go. Wow. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, uh, you know, I to, get, to give it, it I started off with a 9 out of 10, ended with a 7 out of 10. And that 7 is coming pretty hard from the beginning. We had a great That's premise good. and setup, but. 7's a good. 7's good. 7, seven is, is, is decent. 7 is seven. decent. Maybe I should drop it down to a 6. Wow. Wow. 6 means wow. a failing to me. I don't think it failed. 6 is still a passing grade. 60 out of 100. All right, I'm changing my annual list to D. Update, D, not an F. All right, changing it. It's getting a D. Sorry. Wow. Right. Sorry. Damn. Crunch, crunchy roll. Come on, come on. You had something. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I haven't made much progress. I must admit, in One Piece myself, I'm still in the Punk Hazard arc, which is the arc I was in last week. So I haven't haven't moved on to anything new yet. But it's still very good. A lot of a lot of Trafalgar D Law in this arc and let me tell you uh, he lives up to the hype he is he is he is fucking awesome i think there was an anniversary of one piece wasn't it like 15 20 years old some some uh, maybe anniversary. i mean they've they've been releasing a lot of stuff that's like hey thousandth episode coming up that's been pretty cool so that might just be about the thousandth episode I don't okay know. yeah i know there's a thing everyone loves one piece hell yeah hell to the yeah But I suppose we should get into the Weeb Week. That was starting off on a, on a bit of a sad note. This is actually quite a quite a hard-hitting piece of news. First story up, voice actor Chris Ayers passes away. This comes from Crystalyn Hodgkins at Anime News Network. Voice actress Crystal Laporte reported on Tuesday that voice actor Chris Ayers and her partner passed away on October 18th. He was 56. In November 2017, nonprofit corporation Anime Twin Cities launched a fundraising campaign for Ayers' medical expenses. Ayers had been diagnosed with end-stage chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which required him to have a lung transplant, double lung transplant, in fact, to survive. He did have that in November of 2019. After having been on a transplant list for over two years, then the Onicon convention set up another fundraising campaign for Ayers in July 2020 for his continued medication, including unexpected follow-up surgeries, but he did unfortunately pass away just last week. Chris Ayers is best known for voicing the character Frieza in the Dragon Ball Z series. He took over during Dragon Ball Super and also voiced him in the most recent film, Dragon Ball Super Broly. He was also in a lot of stuff. This guy had been around forever and he was he definitely is a was a force to be reckon, reckoned with. He was in Gantz, he was in Panty and Stocking, he was in the Gintama movie, he was in Initial D, he was in Sengoku Basara, and he also served as AD director on many 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 english dubs so he was a big 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 name in the anime dubbing community and he will be missed he will be missed joy you're a voice actor you definitely had yeah i had no chris Ayers. i mean yeah yeah legend you know very sad and also also i i find it you know very you know sad too that you know his 
the one the main thing that you know he he unfortunately passed away with was you know due to i guess you could say complications or uh you know post treatment items regarding to his lungs basically you know the things that gave made him famous in terms of being able to be uh, uh, act all these iconic characters i know i grew up with chris ayers um especially with dragon ball z as i mentioned before i watched a lot of dragon ball before going to school and you know frieza obviously has always been known to be one of the most classic villains of the Dragon Ball series, so I I hope he you know is resting in peace and just know you touched a, a lot of lives here, and many people want to continue in your footsteps too. Yeah, I mean by all accounts, from anything that I've read about him, pretty great guy. Saw a lot of saw a lot of outpouring of love on Twitter for him, and then, I mean to speak about the lungs, like like you were saying with with Dragon Ball Super Broly, he apparently. I was reading this this story that he was having major health complications while recording for Super Super Broly, and he literally was like, "Nah, I'm fucking doing this." And he rolled in with an oxygen tank. He had an oxygen tank hooked wow. up the entire time he was recording Frieza for Broly, and it's a Dragon Ball movie, and Frieza is not like a quiet character by any means, so that cannot cannot have been easy. So yeah, by all accounts. Uh, a pretty a pretty powerful pretty powerful force wow dedicated Still. yeah <sighs> but let's go well. on you know i i have nothing else more to say to that other than you know again we'd be missed be impossible to, impossible to replace kaya love is war Getting a season three, we got the teaser, uh, Vale's title, and returning cast and staff with an April 2022 debut. The official website for the anime posted a 10-minute teaser promotional video, and the teaser adapted basically the manga's 110th chapter and basically said the cast is returning with, with a lot of returning staff members. With April twenty two, I want to say, Joe, that ten minute, ten minute teaser promotional video. That's long. That was a lot to animate. I I watched it. I'm like, this is basically an episode. It's just an episode. It's yeah. just, an, just episode. an episode. That's just an episode that you're just doing. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Especially because their episodes are like carved up into like three different short chunks, essentially. So it really is just like. One of the stories. One yeah. of the stories. So I'm like very impressive that they had but time to it. animate it and, and do all of that. Because you know, usually you get one a teaser, you get like what, like 45 seconds. No, this is like a full uh, episode type of thing. No, nah, you don't skimp on Love Is War. I am very excited for this because for two reasons. A. A. We hardly get more than two seasons of shoujo anime it just they usually it's two seasons and that's it and then they kick you to the curb and say you know what fucking nerd why don't you go read the manga since you like it so much i'm looking at you nisekoi i'm looking at you skippy you never actually gave us more of that but different for this so i'm very excited and also man just love new york with all these fire trucks going everywhere and the other item I wanted to say is that maybe I'm looking at rose tinted glasses here a, a little bit of the recent past, but 
Love is War and also Rent a Girlfriend, probably some of my favorite shoujo rom-coms I have seen. And I've seen a ton. Now, I don't think anything's going to replace Kaito wa Maid-sama, my favorite one of all time, which is back in the 90s. But a lot of recent ones have been hitting that chord exactly the way I like it. And Love is War, oh, God, I'm just thinking of that Moon episode where they're doing the astronomy. And he's just teaching teaching her about the Kaguya story, which I know is so uh, generic, where he's talking about the the you know the mythical fable, and uh, Shiogane is with her and just nerding about about astronomy. But that touched me so much, and I'm like, I am actually going to rewatch that episode, which I did, which I hardly rewatch like shoujo anime episodes, but that one I did because I like the show so much. Can't wait. Give me whatever the new theme song is. Oh God! That's what I got. That's what I'm here waiting for. That's they got. They got to bring them back again. Yeah, I gotta have the same guy do it. It's so epic. Same so good. good. Same good. So good. <sighs> also, so good. Maybe. I don't even really know your your opinion okay. on this. Though, okay. Okay. Netflix's live action Cowboy Bebop show teased the Lost Session video. They also put out an extended sort of teaser video for their upcoming live action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop, which is coming, of course, on November 19th. Yeah, they put out this Lost Session, which is essentially like, I'm assuming, what a 45-minute episode of the show will be condensed down to about three minutes and it was kind of all over the place and I I mean I'll be honest I liked it I don't think it really smacks of of the show Cowboy Bebop but I love that they're like giving it an incredibly stylized version because if it wasn't incredibly stylized I would be very disappointed so this is like maybe not the Cowboy Bebop I know, but it could be a Cowboy Bebop, I suppose, that I that I would have fun watching because I had fun watching this. I like things and I didn't like things. I first want to give props. Sure, that's a good way to put it. I want to give props to definitely, from everything I've read, setting up the transitions was apparently incredibly complicated and very well executed, which they were. We do get like a... You know, the the black bar going back and forth, and they're playing around with the scenes being cut in a different lighting. Um, Very impressive, and I'm sure it took a lot of post-production work to do that. This is the first time we saw all of our characters actually acting. (laughs) And I don't know. I don't know. I I think, like, again, we're getting... um, different snippets of not like a focused point of the actual uh of an actual show we have them like you know very heightened we don't get any downtime with these characters really uh let's start with one by one john cho spike spiegel what'd you think of him in this in this in this teaser seems fine i mean yeah i mean you mentioned this is the first time we get to see these these people act these roles really but really just in action. Like, I still don't know. I don't know. I liked the bit of banter we had at the end where yes. Faze being like, uh, Faze being like, show what, him the what face. are you guys doing? Yeah, and, and him and him and Mustafa Shakir going back and forth and being like, I, I shot him in the legs. I always hit my mark. Like, I liked that banter, but we mostly really just saw action. So I still don't really feel like I know how any of these characters work. They all seem more or less like 
what I would expect them to be in live action, I guess. I don't know. The fighting looked a little campy, but then again, isn't that Cowboy Bebop? Maybe it's just weird seeing it translated in real life. I, I think it's just so style. If anything, it reminded me of like the Sin City movie. Yeah. That, like that, that style that. of fighting where okay. it was like super stylized comic booky. And that's fine. They can go for a more comic booky vibe with this. It won't be, th- you know, the tone of the anime, but. Well, I mean, I guess I guess it's it's just like they said, doing doing their own thing. I I was watching a few um, Spike Spiegel fights, for example, because that's like, you know, the most we get with the candy hand combat. He does play with his opponents a lot because he knows he's because Spikes is very ambidextrous and is able to, you know, uh, outthink his opponents. So I can, you know, kind of kind of see that where you can definitely translate that into the actual uh netflix adaptation uh like a live action adaptation of him like you know using probably a lot of the items around him such you know like a frying pan or like you know like a, a blanket or something to try to you know to disable an opponent and stuff like that you could totally get around with that and make it more like make it very comic booky and very fun and lighthearted. um I guess it just it goes fun and lighthearted until they talk about shooting someone in the face, and it's like, well, okay, well, you just you know, I guess the bounty is not gonna be worth less with that aspect. Um, I guess I still am against personally, and I know it's not her her decision. Um, I I still don't like how Faye looks. I guess I just wanted. I guess it's weird because. The characters, the other character, the other are the other two characters, Jet and Spike. They have their regular outfits, normal outfits. Phase, um, I just want some more color. I just feel like it's just too too dark compared to our other two characters. I just don't want it to be that stack part. You know, I don't get to choose the wardrobe or whatnot. It doesn't have to be exactly the same. I mean, I understand that, but just don't be afraid of colors. Anime loves colors. We love Studio Wit and their, you know, playfulness of colors. Don't be afraid we'll of them. See. Don't don't draw everything out in brown, dark colors. No. Again, I don't know if it looks like Cowboy Bebop, or if it feels like Cowboy Bebop, but it looks like something interesting at least. We you didn't know, it doesn't look see any CGI. We didn't because I know sure. it's going to be a yeah, lot. This is going to be a I lot. So. I mean, when they go to those, we... Yeah, we saw a little bit. Yeah, they zoom out of the ship. And they show us the ship at the end yeah. of it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to get some space stuff. We're going to get some CG stuff. We'll see how that looks. But, yeah, I mean, again, I don't I don't, I don't, don't necessarily know if it – it looks interesting at least, you know, which is which is more than can be said for other live-action anime things where it is at least – where it's just like, oh, it's just a, like a one-to-one boring whatever. Um, this at least looks like they're, again, trying to – bring some personality to it joe which, how are of we course cowboy bop needs how are we watching this are we gonna watch this all in that that sitting no god no do you want to make uh, it's gonna take me weeks steve. you're gonna take gonna a take gentleman's pact it's gonna take me weeks steve to watch just let me do it at my own piece my own pace. no i mean i'll do that with you but do you want to commit to like one episode a week and we talk about it sure okay now We'll have to avoid spoilers, of course, on the old Twitter, since, again, I dislike everything being shot out and binged together. But I've mentioned this before. You you lose something in translation if we just all if we decide to watch it all 
in one weekend, that weekend, and got it ready for the following Wednesday's show. We would only talk about the beginning and the end. Everything else in the middle would be like, I don't, I don't really remember, whatever. Like, what happened in episode three? We'd be like, I, I don't know, who cares? All blend together. Giving it one episode-by-episode episode breakdown per week allow us to savor it a little bit better, be able to have a more robust discussion about it. So we'll go by one, 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 one episode a week. Okay? All right. All right. We'll take us 10 weeks to get through. That's fun. Only if it's good, too. I never finished the Witcher TV show, you know, so. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I, I watched the first few, and I was like, it's fine. You should watch this. This is fine. God, you didn't watch those bulging muscles? I watched the first few episodes. Okay. That's good. So, you know, if this, if this is bad. <laughs> you know, if this, if this is a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, I can't. I, I can't say that I'll watch the whole thing. <laughs> but you watched all of... Oh God! What was that? The Afro Samurai? What was it called? Oh, Yasuke. Yasuke. Yeah, God! You watched yeah, all that, that though. Different, different time, different time. <laughs> Joe's a reformed man now. Different, yeah, different, different life. It was a lifetime ago, Steve. All right, what are we doing? I think we have a game. We do have another for game today. But topic of the show. I've been, I've been in a movie mood. We saw Dune recently. Hell yeah, we did. Yeah, we loved it. But we're not talking about Dune. Actually, make you think I make Dune make a good anime? Anime adaptation? No. Giant sign worm going through? No. Really? No. Wow. Do you ever play? I played the I played the um, the four X like Age of Empires RPG of it. It was pretty good. Of Dune? Yeah. Of Dune? They actually oh, made yeah. a video game. Yeah, video like cool. a strategy game, like Age of Empires. Cool. It's good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, or Command and Conquer. <sighs> I gotta stay off those uh those sand dunes to get the worms get you. So I was I was in a movie mood. Now, I know we got some movies coming up. And I'm like, it was in the new news that Demon Slayer again because it's back on the news because the new the movie is now via episodes and we have the new season coming out. I went to see on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, damn, this movie got a 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, That's right. That's which is up. very high. And I, I, I apparently that's right. That's what's up. And it is one of the highest rated anime properties ever, uh, it, for a movie. And it is very good, about like 98%. I was like, wow, okay. But what I have for you, Joe, is okay. I picked 13 movies okay. that are similarly all rated very high, but do they equal or are they higher or lower than Mugen Train? Now, obviously, we are, ex- we are taking Rotten Tomatoes' numbers as fact. There is no way we can disagree with them, Joe. And obviously, if something is 1% worse than Mugen Train, obviously that movie's trash. Throw it in the dumpster. Burn all We're your... going off critic scores or audience scores? Critic scores. Okay. Crit- critic scores, okay? And with all of these, we have to, after this, we have to call up Martin Scorsese and say, listen, I know you like these movies, but you need to burn them out of your head because Mugen Train's better than them, okay? <laughs> so, Joe, now there are... A tie can be accepted, okay? So 98%. That is the number we're going with. Okay. First one. The Shawshank Redemption. Mmm. Classic Heavy movie. hitter. Tell me, tell me, Shawshank Redemption. Who's in it? Heavy hitter. I mean, Morgan Freeman, Tim oh, yeah. Robbins, based on a Stephen King novel. Yep. 
I'd watch an anime of the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say I'm I, although I'm gonna say lower. I bet it's at like a ninety-six. Ooh. So you got half you get half credit, Joe. It is lower. It's getting ninety-one percent. Wow. There was nine percent okay. of people out there, critics, that did not like Shawshank Redemption. How could they do that? So sorry, you got that Blu-ray. Throw it in the trash. Not as good as Mugen Train. Wasting your time. Morgan Freeman's probably one of his best roles. Not good enough for this. Damn. I know. It's a shame. Next one. Citizen Kane. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Citizen Kane. Orson Welles. I just, I have a, I mean, because obviously Rotten, well, to be fair, Rotten Tomatoes also didn't exist when Shawshank contemporaneously came out. I feel like with these old ones, nah, I'm still, but 98 is just so damn close to 100 that like just a law of probability is going to say Orson Welles, Joseph Cotton, 97%. Ooh, sorry, Joe. Tires at 100. Is that 100? Is Is it 100? It is at 99%. Apparently I did read this. There was, a long-forgotten older review. Someone actually in the 40s reviewed this movie and said, not that good. And and Rotten Tomatoes had to uh, incorporate that and lower it from a perfect 100 recently to drop it down to a 99% based on that one contemporary uh, review back in the 40s. Dang. Yeah. So, still one of the kings of movies. Okay, so an animated movie. The original Toy Story. The original, original Toy Story. Original Toy Story. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going I'm to do it. I'm going to say equal. Not equal. Whoa. Not equal. We got Tom Hanks, Tim Allen. Classic. The, Everyone yeah. knows Toy Story. Oh, yeah. The first, higher? Is 99? It's higher. Still higher. Perfect 100. Perfect 100. Wow. Movie. I guess it is. It's just like so groundbreaking that. How do, how do you give it a bad review? I was surprised that the fourth one got 100%. I'm like, mm. I'm very I'm very surprised by that. I mean, did I like it? Yeah, but I'm like, no. The first one's the best one. No. I'd I feel I, like 92. Yeah. It's still good. The fourth one's probably my least favorite of all four of them. So. The second one's probably my favorite one. I love the second one. Oh. I got. I probably got to go three, but. I think two two is probably second place for. I love two. I love two. They always always the second movies were fine. Terminator Two, Empire Strikes Back. It's always the second movie. Hell yeah. Okay. Next one up, The Godfather, the original Godfather. Hmm. Damn, that's like a. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, that's like to me, that is a perfect one hundred. That's a one hundred percent movie right there. Higher it is not a perfect 100 percent in Rotten Tomatoes. Shit, that is bullshit. I am, I am sorry, The Godfather, with by Francis Ford Coppola. Not, not, not as good. I'm sorry. Not as good as Mugen Train. Not as good as Mugen Train. By one percent, 97. I want. I want to read a bad review of that. One, Al Pacino, like a- Marlon Brando. James Conn, they wasted their time. <laughs> they, they should, they, you should, you should have been, uh, you know, doing your, vo- you're lending your voice talents to an animated character. 
who likes to eat bento boxes on a train. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if when did James is James Conn still alive? No, he's dead, right? I almost wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if James Conn's out there somewhere in a Studio Ghibli movie. Uh, I almost wouldn't be surprised. Apparently, his highest no, rated he's, movie he's he was in alive. was in El Dorado, 1967. Wow. Mm-hmm. Let me let me roll. I'm gonna roll through here real quick and just just take a just gonna take a little peeky peek. God, Robert Duvall too. Peek. Great. Yeah, everybody's in that movie. Everyone's in this movie. Oh, you know what? James Caan Still was good? in the ta- was in the English dub of the Tale of Princess Kaguya. There you go. So there you go. All right. He did it. Can redeem himself. Good job. Let's go with a recent one, Joe. Parasite. I'm pretty sure that's... I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say like 96% or something. No. Is that 100? That Not 100? a perfect score. Not a perfect uh, score. But, 90, but 99? It is a tie. Exactly tie. 98%. 98%. Gotcha. Our first tie we got here. Okay. Love Parasite. That's another 10 out of 10. <sighs> That's a great movie. So unique, too. Again, like, nothing... A lot of these movies have very, something very similar where they've never been done before or they have did some type of groundbreaking technique. I'm sure you can find, you know, maybe something very small that it's based off of, but, like, it really brought it out to the wider audience. Avengers Endgame. Nah, I think that's lower. I, I want to say I feel like that's a, like a ninety-two or a ninety-three. Yeah, yeah, it, it is lower. Ninety-four percent. Ninety-four percent. I can see that. I didn't. I, see s- that. I didn't see Endgame. Was, just, was it that good? Just, what you never see? You never. No. Yeah, Endgame. Endgame. That's why I wanted amazing. to go see Eternals. I'm like, let me start off fresh with something that no one knows. Oh my god, Endgame's amazing. I saw that four times in theaters, Steve. Is Tony? Is Tony Stark okay? He's my favorite character. Yeah, he's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Um trying to bring it back. The Irishman, the movie that does not let you oh, take a no bathroom way. break. That's that's does lower. Not for let sure. you take a Robert De- Joe Pesci. Yes, it is lower. It is at ninety five percent. I'm almost I feel like I saw a lot of not stellar reviews for that like like not bad reviews but just like not nine out of ten like i feel like i saw like some eight out of tens right it i'm kind of surprised that's in the 90s i watched it i mean i liked it it's I did too. so long and i think i liked it it's I did like so it. long now i know you're like oh you could just pause it i'm like this is broken up to two movies so it's like if you want to make it like the godfather break it up into movies yeah wasn't perfect wasn't perfect no not his best no. sorry scorsese sorry martin scorsese <laughs> you, you 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 try to reach for the sun, but you didn't get the Mugen train. We're going to go back to the classic, Seven Samurai. Oh, higher. Seven Samurai is higher. This yeah, is yeah, a is. perfect one hundred percent. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Kira Kurosawa. No, no one can beat him. Sorry. Yeah, that is a perfect 100%. Seven Samurai, you know, eventually goes to the Magnificent Seven. So uh, basically what our, I don't know, mythical per or pop culture version of what we think Samurai are is based off of this movie. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was a brilliant, brilliant movie. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> We're going to dial it back a little bit. Schindler's List. <laughs> with Liam Neeson, Ooh. Pink Kingsley. <laughs> 1993 Schindler's List 
tie. It is not a tie. Damn. Oh, wait. It is a tie. It is a tie. Ah. I didn't write it. It is exact tie, 98%. I apologize. I, I wrote down tie in capital marks if it was a tie. Didn't get that one. Yeah. Exactly the same. If you, nice. li- you nice. like Schindler's List, you would like Kabugan Train. It's, exa- yeah. it's exa- exactly pretty similar. Pretty similar <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> hey, oh, they are not. Uh, I, I looked for the best Star Wars movie. Because I know you love Star Wars, Joe. And, and I think you can kind of agree. Empire Strikes Back. Solo? 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 No. <laughs> Best Star Wars movie? No. Should have uh, just started from Solo. Sorry, from Solo. Do you want me to look up? I'll look up Solos while you're thinking of this one. Solo's got to be in the 70s. I, I, was, didn't, I didn't dislike Solo. In fact, I like Solo better than most of the uh, sequel trilogy, I would wow, say. Wow, it does not have so, a... Oh, wait, no. That's, that's another name after Solo. Like, No, this has to have a critic name. But I'm going to give Empire Strikes Back a lower than 98. That is correct. It is at 94%. 94%. That is arguably the best Star Wars movie. For sure. For sure. Star- For sure. Oh, Solo, a Star Wars. Sorry, I didn't get it right. 76%. 70%. Damn, wow. Solo is the only Star Wars movie. Well, no. Let me take it back. Yeah, I was like, no way. No. I have only seen it once, along with uh, Rise of Skywalker, and I brutal. I would watch Solo again. I am not watching Rise of Skywalker again. Solo was fun. It I was like, fun. I, I had a lot of fun with Solo. Listen, all I know is that Woody Harrelson's having a great time in that movie. Down, the yeah. Donald Glover. They're having a great time. Oh God. Okay, we got a few more on the list right here. Get out. One figure horror movie. Mm. Get out. Mm-mm-mm. Like higher, like 99. No. Lower. No, it is a tie. Whoa. 98%. Okay. okay. 98%. Okay. Get out, probably one of the recent best horror movies, again, with the unique twist on it. I don't want to say anything in case you haven't seen it yet. Two more. I wanted to refrain from putting anime movies on here, but I wanted to put just one. Grave of the Fireflies. Oh. Oh. I feel like lower because maybe some reviews would have, like, docked it for being, like, too intense. I don't know. No, reviewers like Grave of the Fireflies. I mean, I'm sure they did. I, I, you know, like, 96, 97. They liked it so much, they gave it a perfect 100. Perfect 100? 100. Perfect 100. I mean, that's deserved. That's deserved. It's a hell of a movie. Yeah. Last one. The most, probably one of the most classic movies, Wizard of Oz. Whoa. Wizard of Oz. Uh, I'm going to go higher. I feel like you could make a case for that being a perfect 100, too. It is not a perfect 100. Damn. Tie? It is a tie. 98%. (sighs) That was the last one we had, so definitely you got to clear out your DVD collection, everyone, because... A lot of movies sitting right up there with Mugen Train, though, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. It will be forever, you know, up there with Seven Samurai, um... (laughs) Godfather and uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> it is the barometer that we measure all other movies by. Exactly. Mugen Train. I'm sure. 
I'm trying to think of it. Next time when Sword Art Online progression comes out, we'll have to rate it there. Or, or what was the most? Oh, what, what was the one? Ordinal scale. What we got? Hell yeah, ordinal scale. Ordinal scale. What does this one have? Love that movie. Uh, oh god, that was a good movie. Come good on, movie. put that in the eights. Put that in the eighties. Oh, all right, this is bullshit. Forget it. This is, what, is it like 65? No, it is not. But I know this is not like uh, weighted. It can't be. Would I? Would you be surprised if I told you that this is sitting at a perfect 100? Ordinal scale? Ordinal scale. That's what's up. That's what's up. Sitting at a... So, ordinal People scale, better than Mugen Train. People have taste. Audience score was 75. I don't know. Tell me one thing that's wrong with ordinal scale. Uh, needed more Klein in it. No, arguably the best Klein we've ever had. <laughs> I know. The best exactly. Klein she, moments we've ever had. Yeah, were remember he, he just he just took all of that. He, he yeah. stalled and he sacrificed himself. Yeah, to let Kirito pass. Yeah, with, and he rebuilt his guild essentially just for them to get be wasted in one battle. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, and it sets up uh, at the very end about Wrath and the uh, yeah. Yeah, Alicization. Yep. Yeah, it's canon. It's canon. It's canon. It's great. God, I I did cosplay that Kirito too. Nice. Yeah. With the little <laughs> dumb thing. That's hard to keep on. That little visor thingy. There you go. Surprise, dark contender. Sword Art Online Ordinal Scale. The movie, perfect one hundred. <laughs> Better than Wizard of Oz, but Mugen Train still up there as one of the greats. But with that, we go to another great Wheel of Fate. Do we? Yeah. Will Fate are. Um, look, it's not my fault. You can't blame Fate Zero for you not like being invested in these characters and not not caring about an episode that's more conversation than action. All right. So before we go into that, Fate Apologist, Wheel of Fate is our weekly discussion of every single fate episode movie and spin-off because we've been told there's no great place to start fate and we've been taking that to heart and watching the entire franchise out of order and this week we had fate zero a lot of people like fate zero but we had episode 11 the grail dialogue and i do remember last week me Myself saying that is not a great title for a for a show. That's not get you hyped up. Grail dialogue, and this is episode eleven. Episode eleven of Fate Zero. We're, we're in the middle. It's time to slow things down and get some character development. Do you know what I we thought this, this was going to be, Joe? I thought talk of between I was, two kings. I was thinking it was going to be like Batman the animated series, the one that got away. Which does not have well, it does have Batman in it technically, technically, but it has all of our villains at the poker table mm. just talking about the one time they almost got Batman, and just like a you know short mini stories between each one. Great episode in Batman animated series. I thought this would be akin to that. We got our heroes sitting down, just chilling, and I get a lot of philosophical go- gobbledygook, yeah, from them. So set us up, Joe. What are we, what what's happening? Uh, this is just where they're all that we get like the conflicting. This is what you always wanted. You're like, what do the servants want? Here it is. All right. Well, we get Saber and not we get like Saber this. Saber and Ryder talking about not like this. 
talking about what they want. It's it's gorgeous. Where's Kiritsugu? Setting up his plan. Oh, God. So what we have is I always get it always confused, too, because I understand their classes. They're not names. But first, we have Ryder coming in uh, with a giant barrel of looks like store-bought wine, but in a giant barrel, uh, going to Saber, saying like, yo, I got this wine. Let's just talk about what you want, really. Let's have a, let's have a civilized discussion. And we have Archer coming, not the Archer you know. This is Archer that typically is uh, Gilgamesh, but, you know. In this frame, he is uh, an archer class. And they're talking about what it means to be a king. And that's like about the first half of the episode. Where we have Saber arguing that a king should serve the people selflessly and wants to use a girl's power to save Britain. And I'm just like, Britain's doing just fine. Uh, Saber. Now, I know maybe you don't like Boris Johnson and power, but like Britain went on to be ruler of the seas. And I feel like Saber, you're, you know, Britain didn't succumb and become destroyed. It's perfectly okay right now. But she wanted to do that. And right, and a writer criticizes her, saying, actually, you know, a, a, a king needs to lead their subjects from the front. And, you know, be so extravagant, so ambitious that it inspires their people to act like them, to try to, uh, to, um, uh, copy them. Um, and we have Archer there, you know, coming in just like a fucking frat boy too. So much. I know that's his character, but he's like, this wine is pig slop. I can't even go. It isn't even worth my time. Let me get my, of course, my golden cups and my golden uh, urn or whatever it is and uses nectar of the gods to drink out of this wine. He's staying silent mostly. He's not really uh, saying anything. I guess he kind of agrees with both sides, but I think he leans a little bit more towards Saber, but he really holds his cards. And then, other, and then um, before we go to the second part of this, anime episode uh yeah just a lot of talking a lot of uh a lot of wine talking though i would love to see these characters drunk i don't get that huh? I mean, what more do you what more do you want like this is this is this is character development right here man this is where it's like let's slow things down from the action and litter and really just learn where each of these three kings are coming from and and we'll see in the end who was right you know what i would have liked better i would like i would have liked more servants sword fighting i would have liked more servants and being i mean i i think i i, I watched the cali and about halfway through, I'm like, oh, my God, someone throw a pie. I don't know. It's just so serious. Just be a little fun. I guess that's all I was missing. Where's Lancer? Get him in here. I want to hear his thoughts. He, Not a king. He, but he's a servant. Not a king. Oh, my God. Well, are there any other kings? I'm, I mean, I would like. No. I would have liked, I would have flipped this on the side. I would have said, okay, seriously, what does everyone want to wish for? Just the servants, not with their masters. I don't know. Maybe they're all having a slumber party or something. I would have liked to see that. I don't know. I I just didn't want it to be so super serious. Even though I know that's Fate Zero. 
But if this is our one time to slow things down, let's have it a little fun. Someone make some rice balls. Again, this is, you know, sandwiched between two episodes where we do get some action. I mean, the preview, I'm on the Wikipedia right now. Previous episode is where Rin is tracking down a serial killer. So, like, again, it's not, you can't blame the show for you watching this episode in isolation. This this is a slow episode after some heavy hitters, after some fast-moving episodes. So the pacing is not on the show, Steve. It's on you for choosing to ingest it in this way. Listen, I go with Stan Lee's uh, idiom that every episode or comic book could be that reader's first foray into the property. No. <laughs> uh, totally different mediums. What? Yeah, I mean... If 60 years of Spider-Man comics. Yeah, you can pick yeah, up Yeah, that Spider-Man. makes a little more sense. That makes a little more sense. I feel like sense. I've grown 60 this years is, old watching every this single... Is ele- this is episode of 11 of a 25-episode story. Every You could single... pick up any... Sure, you could go to the first episode of any Fate series, and it could be your first Fate series, and that's fine, but... You can't start in the middle of a Fate series and expect to have any idea what's going on. Every single last car op episode I have seen feels like it's 60 years has passed since I started the since I hit play. Whatever. Where else are we going? Sec- Take me to another No, episode. no, we're not done yet, though. Oh that was the God. first. Shut up. This is, uh, this, is our t- 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 this is our topic. I'm going to finish it, damn it. The second part, we have Assassin just shows up. Which is great timing, too. Great thing to be an assassin. Everyone has their guard down. Drinking. Best time to attack. Assassin shows up. Makes, basically, shadow clone jutsus of all the other, I don't know, assassins. Um, Ryder does, like, what the the reality marble takes him to deserts. Which I will say, dumb, stupid tactic... Why are you making all of your heavy infantry rider walk across dunes of sand and heavy armor? Not very smart of you. But apparently in Fate, doesn't matter. They perform just as well in combat and destroy the copies of the assassins. Um, is assassin killed? I'm, I'm assuming no. No. Okay. Whatever. What a coward. But I guess that's an assassin. And... Uh, that's it, really. I guess, you know... Um, oh, wait, yeah. Actually, wait. I think you're... No, I think they are. Wait, Asa- Assassin actually dies? Yeah, because we get into a whole bunch of stuff with... Uh, with some... Uh, okay. Of our boy. Okay. Fate. Okay. Uh, Assassin dies, and I guess Saber has left shock thing, like, her entire uh, sense of kingling, kingingship is questioned. And she has a nervous breakdown, and, you know, uh, Ryder says, like, I don't see you as a king anymore. You're just another knight, and rides off into the sunset. Yeah. There I mean, go. that's hard-hitting stuff right there. There you go. Saber. Rethink your life. Rethink your values. Joe, I have to say, after this, I, I watched just more Fate's, uh, not Fate, uh, What's on Today's Menu with Emmy and with Callie, and I, better. Better series, better show. Got more out of it. And I hope we roll this time. So I have on my dock 
for our homework for next week every single fate movie spinoff and anime property here and i'm gonna roll to see what we are going to watch so wheel of fate turn 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 let us know the episode we are going to be enduring we are going to wait we rolled that one rolling it once again we're going to babylonia babylonia let me mark that down we've seen a few of these we've seen this now six times this is gonna be number six yeah i said a few all right let me roll again there is 21 episodes here we are watching episode we're opportunity episode 20 of 2021 absolute demonic front mesopotamia oh my god part two part two so that is our homework came out march 14th 2020 i think that is the exact day or very close to it that uh the entire world shut down due to coronavirus march March 14th 2020 damn it was on a friday it was like sounds about right this quarantine is actually gonna be happening that sounds about right that does sound right i think whoo all right well Well, that is our assignment moving back to the absolute demonic front. Kind of do love that show. Do love some fake go action. But we must now move to our ever-rotating lists of the Waifu Watch and the Best Boy Bulletin, where every week one of us brings a character for the other's perusal, and we place them into this list here of these characters, and it's very definitive. Yes. Very definitive. No one else has this. What do you got, Steve? Joe is my mm-hmm. turn, and I know last time you brought, um, brought a heavy hitter. Nunnally, Nunnally brought a heavy wait, hitter. Oh, yeah, brought a heavy hitter. Yes. And then we also did threw in a bonus of Ayame uh, hot, <laughs> yeah, Hatoname from the cop from Kagiyahate <laughs> too. So I was looking at the list, and I'm like, we need to bring some classics in here because we need to have again staple somewhere we can kind of I brought Kogias last week. I mean I mean but Nunley. Yeah. But Nunley. So I I wonder if you actually know her name. Cuz I know you probably mm. know you know this character Joe. Sailor Moon. It is. Wait, really? I I I'm not fucking kidding. Yes, Sailor Do you know uh, her actual name? I I mean yes is it does it start with a U? Yes, yes it does. Uh, Uesugi? Uesugi? Usagi. Usagi. Okay. Uh, okay. Tsukino. Yes, I brought in wow. Uh, Usagi. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, classic <laughs> character. Best. Yeah, so I know I I probably watch more Sailor Moon than you. I've watched um I used to watch a little bit here and there as it you know popped in and out on um my random anime watchings when i was in middle school just getting whatever you know whatever's on the television you really don't care you had you had no you had no uh taste i, I watched was it the disgusting beetleborg characters oh i from love Mars. beetleborg hell yeah beetleborg, <laughs> whatever the, beetleborg i watched that beetleborg, beetleborg's or, ruled or, or, or cubics or whatever i watched i drool that fox the fox box gave me i watched but uh then you know i've seen Sailor Moon R, and then most recently, I have watched all 
of Sailor Moon Crystal. Wow. I'm sure there's a, a movie out there, which is basically just remaking. I think it's coming, right? There's one coming. I, th- I think there is a mo- uh, movie coming. We probably covered it too, um, where they kind of re- just redid the uh, the anime um, and still kept it very the same. The only thing they changed, I use quotation marks, changed is it takes it takes place in modern day, which Sailor Moon. I mean, at that time, you would say take a modern day, but for example. She doesn't have like a floppy disk for you know her her, her computer. She actually has like a regular laptop. Uh, but Sagi, she is a little bit selfish, a little crybaby, uh, and at times before her, I guess you could say her destiny, a little uh, lovably lazy and clumsy, and an academic underachiever. However, as she gains her power to become Sailor Moon, she, uh, you know, becomes more self-confident, is able to, you know, she learns the power of friendship, I guess you could say, and her team uh, with the other Sailor Scouts. She has a interesting relationship with Mamoru, who is Tuxedo Mask, and um, is able to eventually, you know, you know, form a, a family with him, but she is essentially the reincarnation of Princess Serenity um, and eventually, you know, transforms into Sailor Moon and saves the world each and every week from our monster of the week at times. But there are some overarching, you know, character uh, arcs, I guess you could say, to lack of a better term, such as with Sailor Saturn and also when Mamoru was possessed, for example, um, with uh, <laughs> Chibi Sailor Moon and that stuff. So, Joe, what do you think of Sailor Moon? Love Sailor Moon. I mean, I'm yeah, you're right. I'm not as well versed in you are. She. This was a show that I watched. I remember watching it a lot, like before school, in elementary school. I remember there was always it was always Digimon was on, then Sailor Moon was on. <laughs> I would watch those. I would watch those two before school. I have not engaged with the material much since then so i have not watched any of sailor moon crystal so so this is you know this is mostly based on an outside viewing but she's iconic i mean she sure is a strong iconic character that that from what i remember deserves to be quite popular now steve spoil the ending of sailor moon for me right here do her and tuxedo mask get together at the end of sailor moon Yes, and not only nice. that, they actually form a kingdom of Earth and become Neo Queen Serenity and King Endymion, and somehow convince the United States to give up its democracy and be ruled under a Japanese uh, monarchy. Nice, great. Uh, they somehow do it. Damn, should I read all of Sailor Moon? Eighteen volumes. <laughs> There's only eighteen volumes. Sure Nothing. I, I'm in. I'm sure. in volume sixty-nine of One Piece right now. <laughs> yeah, you could probably you can, you can get through. Uh, so you can get through Sailor Moon. I I say Sailor Saturn arc is probably my favorite because Sailor Saturn's like world sucks. We're gonna I'm gonna just destroy and kill everyone because let's just start over. Uh, I just want to say uh, before we go into the rankings, uh, Sagi's her hobbies are um, eating and sleeping, so very, definitely relate to her. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. Playing video games and also shopping and reading manga. Terrible my kind karaoke, of, though. My kind of girl. I, phew, oh, yeah. So, Joe, 
We got right now 36 waifus on here. Where are we starting Sagi to put her? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I like her. I think, you know, you could you could probably make a case for her being fairly high on the list. I mean, my eyes. She's gonna be better than Kagome. She's gonna be better than Kagome for me. I think so because I I do I think they're like similar-ish characters, but Sailor Moon can actually like hold her own in a fight. That's true. I don't know. I'd be willing to put her, you know, somewhere in that middle ten to twenty range. I don't know if she cracks the top ten. Perhaps. Okay. It's pretty hard. Pretty hard. Hard hitting right there, but. This is our list. Now, if we were going to go with the most influential characters, yes, she'd be in the top ten. Yeah. But, you know, Uh, I think she's – I'm looking – I like her plucky attitude. Let me me turn Twisted Tables on you. She is a magical girl. She's better than Homura, our our magical girl from Pula Magica Madoka. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest with ourselves. Sailor Moon. She usually she usually wins, right? Yes, she does. Homura fails a lot. She does. She fails a lot. She could we not save her the, best we friend. We see the thousands of times that she fails. It's true. And she has a gun too. Yeah, Sailor so, yeah. Moon does not have a gun. So Sailor Moon <laughs> is much more capable than Homura. Just putting it's it out true. there. Just putting it out. I by by the win loss ratio, that is correct. Yeah. So <laughs> I think better. Wow. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, Do we dare put her above Sinon from Sword Art Online? I don't know. I don't think I, so. I, I, I mean, if you're asking me, am I, am I, who am I going to be dating? I'm probably going to be dating Sinon. All right. It's tough. Tough. I don't, so I don't think sorry. she goes above Sinon either. No. And then after that's Risa Hawkeye, which we definitely know. Risa? Definitely no. know. Definitely know. So that'll be the next one. Number three. That's actually pretty high. For a classic character, it's pretty good. I mean, she's you know she's earned she earns her place for a reason, earns her place for a reason. So that but does put her at number thirteen. Which to give you a rundown, number eleven is Riza Hawkeye from Full Metal Alchemist. Number twelve, Sinon from Sword Art Online. Number thirteen, Usagi Tsukino from Sailor Moon. Number fourteen is Homura from Madoka Magica. Number fifteen, Mikasa from Attack on Titan. Number sixteen, Miku from Quintessential Quintuplets. Number seventeen, Winry from Full Metal Alchemist. Number eighteen, Vivi from One Piece. Number nineteen, Hinata from Naruto. And number twenty, Aqua from Kanasuba. There we go. Good list. Can't Not wait bad. till we get to around a hundred characters and redo the battle of all these people and see if Goku is able to uh, win in Rain the end. Supreme. I don't know. It, it it really depends on who he's matched up against because if you asked me, I think uh, Lelouch would be able to beat again beat Goku. Damn, Lelouch yeah. took out a lot of people last time. So yeah, because he can but just... uh, yeah. Oh god, that was such a good that was a, such a good matchup too. <laughs> But that does bring us to another end of another episode of Weeble Weekly. So, of course, if you'd like to add someone, you can do that by writing in weebleweeklypodcast.gmail.com. You know the drill. Where, Steve, where can people find you at? You can find me at Save Cosplay on Twitter and at Save Point Cosplay on Instagram. And you can find me at Joe Reese VO on all those major social media platforms. And now... We come to Steve's hot take where Steve gives you a nice steaming hot take for this this chilly day here in New York City. We're finally getting the hot takes for chilly days. And Steve's going to give them to you. So, without further ado, Steve, 
without zero explanation and zero context. What is your hot take? I am going with my final Naruto hot take. I've been doing a series, and this is the last one. So, this is probably the worst moment ever in uh, Naruto history, and this is one of the hot take that, Naruto, you are uh, terrible for saying this. At the end, the very end of all the fighting in Shippuden, he, he defeats Obito, who has been one of the masterminds at everything. And you know what Naruto says? You know Naruto, a shonen villain, a shonen character, always wants to look in the good and characters, you know, characters uh, heart. And he says, Obito, you were the coolest. And you know why that really, as we promise, it grinds my gears, Naruto? Not only a few hours ago did Obito kill Neji in front of your fucking eyes. One of your best friends. He's also the responsible of so many of Naruto's comrades throughout the years. He corrupted Sasuke Uchiha into a hell-bent, maniacal criminal. And he's also responsible for the attack on the village of the Hidden Leaf when Naruto was born and thusly is responsible for your parents' death. And what do you call him? You're a pretty cool guy. Naruto, fuck you. And and next week, I will begin. And Joe, you cannot say anything. The worst hot takes of One Piece without any context of me not seeing anything of the show. And I'll read them out for your uh, amusement and perusal. Thank you for being here.